Good afternoon, everybody. Sorry, it's been a, a crazy two weeks for me. Um, I've been absolutely battling this whatever is going on with me right now. Uh, as you can tell, I'm still a little sick, and it's not very fun. It hasn't been fun. Um, so bear with us uh, and bear with me today as uh, we, we take you through another episode of Time Out right here on the Variety Sports Network, right here in the TickPick Studios. Uh, we're super excited to be here. Dylan, how are you doing today? I like your Dr. Pepper. I was thinking the same thing. So yeah, maybe, hey, hey, Dr. Pepper, we're right I here. Drink, I drink, I drink, you know, two gallons of water a day. So it's, uh, it's nice to have a, like a little bit of change of pace. So anyone who's looking for uh, a good soda, like Sap just said, I'm, I'm telling you, it's zero sugar. It, it's not the quite, it's not quite the same as regular Ooh. soda. And trust me, we used to drink like 44 ounce Pepsi's and Dr. Pepper's like no, don't tell people that every day, all the time. So it, it's not now nah, it's not quite as good as real soda. It's not. But if you're craving real soda, I will say it does help stop the craving. Yeah, it does. Right. I promise you. It, it, it's close enough to soda as you can get. Yeah. And you can only find zero sugar strawberries and cream in 12 packs. Yes. You can't find it anywhere else. Just 12 packs, which is and kind they of make it, and they make it basically of any soda. I think Baja Blast it has zero sugar. Coke has zero sugar. Sprite. Yeah, uh, most, of, most of them do. It's the new diet soda. Yeah, but it's not diet. Right. It's not it, diet. It, it tastes 100% better than diet. Let's get that clear. Let's I, I, I agree because I can taste the difference between a Dr. Pepper, a diet Dr. Pepper, and a Dr. Pepper Zero. <laughs> yeah, There's three distinct tastes. Yeah, and this is 100% the closest thing you can get to soda without being an absolutely terrible for you. Yeah, I mean, it's probably still not uh, you know great for you, but it's a good alternative. No, but it's better than opening up a can of Dr. Pepper and having 79 grams of sugar in it. True. Which is like seven times the amount that you're supposed to have. Fair enough. Fair so enough. anyways, it's, it's, it's pepper is great. if you're yeah. craving something, if you're craving a soda, you don't want to drink soda. I promise you just go grab any zero sugar soda. Yeah, it'll help you. Kill, it'll help you keep the craving. Right. Natural, artificial, strawberry <laughs> green flavor. It's delicious. It is. Dr. Pepper. I'm just kidding. That's not really an ad of ours. The other one, the one that we really talk about is, is TickPick. If you want to save yourself a little bit of money, go to go to uh, go to TickPick today, um, and you'll find our link somewhere in our channels, pages, wherever. Just just go TickPick. We'll we'll put the link where you need to. Um, we got it. We got a lot we're going to talk about today. Uh, and the first thing we're just going to jump right into things. Let's uh, let's talk. Let, let's just talk the NFC and AFC championship games first off. But what were your what were your thoughts on the AFC championship game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs? Were you surprised is, Kansas City won? No, I'm not at all. Yeah. I'm not. I am surprised it wasn't a closer game. Um, because even though the score was like halfway close, Baltimore got destroyed. Yeah. They did. They did not play well at all. Their defense is really the only thing that kept the game from being a blowout. If the defense would even play, if the defense would have played half as well as they did, it would have been a blowout. Yeah, they would have got they would have got stomped. This is the only thing I got to say, and it and it surprises me. So I'm just kind of curious because John, John, it's John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh, he is not, uh, you know, he's on one of the very few teams. Um, I guess not very few teams. He just he's on a team where he's just the head coach. He is the game manager. He did, you know, they have an offensive coordinator, they have a defense coordinator, you know, so he doesn't really call the he doesn't really call the plays. Right. He, he's a he's the game manager. Right. Obviously, I'm sure he can put plays in if he doesn't agree with something. You know, he has the final say or whatever. But they do have an offensive and, and defensive coordinator. What I'm curious about is where their game plan went wrong. So I don't know if anybody knows <clears throat> the Baltimore Ravens, the regular season. 
That's all season long. That's all 17 games that you play, you know, not counting the bye week. They 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 rush the ball 31 times a game. 31. Like 31 times a game. Well, you know, with the running backs. I don't know if that counts Lamar Jackson's runs or not, but they they they, they average 31 rushing attempts a game. Their yeah. running backs had six rushing attempts, I believe, in that game. We can find out. Six. Six. Outside of Lamar's runs? I believe so. Cause because these are designed runs, you know. Right. When, when Lamar takes off, it's not it's not when that's he not when a, he, a, he drops a, back for a pass and then runs, it's not a designed run. That's just yeah. that's him just trying to make right. something out of nothing. <clears throat> I think they had six. I think they had six rushing it like six actual rushing attempts. Yeah. Gus Edwards had three. Justice Hill had three. Yeah. They averaged 31 a game in the regular season. That's designed runs. Yeah. 31 plays that were running plays a game. I think they're the top rushing team in the NFL. And they came in and gave their running backs six carries total for four quarters. Yeah. Against a defense. That is good, but has not been particularly well against the run. Yeah. I mean, they, they've not been good, but they I mean they're the fourth defense in or the fourth highest ranked defense in the NFL. This is all I'm saying. If I'm the top rushing defense in the NFL or top rushing offense in the NFL, I'm I'm gonna continue to run the ball down your throat. Yeah. I have Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill, and uh Dalvin Cook. I'm literally feeding everybody the ball to run. Yeah, they didn't even use Dalvin. They, they, Lamar barely. I mean, I mean, Lamar ran. Don't get me wrong. But eight carries, fifty-four yards. Exactly. He had eight carries, and half of those were him just running for his life. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm. That's where I'm conflicted. Saf is. I just don't know where the game plan went wrong when literally every game, including, <clears throat> including the last game. I mean. You you you're averaging 31 carries a game, right? Why would you switch anything up? Kansas yeah, City has know. a good defense, but they've never been particularly like star-studded against the the rush. Yeah, they've always kind of had a little bit of issue stopping the run. You know, Josh Jacobs. A lot of running backs torched them this year. You know, they may have they may have had the fourth best defense overall, but their rush defense was not particularly the best. I'm just curious. What do you think went wrong? Why would you change your game plan from 31 rushes a game when you're the highest rushing offense in the NFL to six? Why would you completely throw your game plan out against a team that if they're going to, if, if any team is going to find a way to win, it's going to be Kansas City. So yeah. why would you, why at home, why would you change your whole game plan around? You know, I don't, I don't particularly know off the top of my head why you do something like that. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, and you still only lose the game by seven points, so it's a game you could have won. Probably should have won. But if if, if you're the offensive coordinator, why would you why would you change your whole game plan? Because not only did they neglect the run, but they tried to make they tried to make him Lamar a pocket passer, which he, to, is, he is not. Yeah, he is tried not a guy. Who, yeah, he's not. He, he Lamar. He is not a guy who is just going to sit in the pocket and throw the ball. Can he yeah. throw the ball? Absolutely. Is he a Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes quarterback where he can sit in the pocket all game and throw the ball? No, that's not, not his. That's not his style. No, his style is like a Russell Wilson esque type of style. Can he throw from the pocket? Absolutely. Is he better throwing on the run? Absolutely, because 
Now he's a dual threat when he breaks out the pocket. Now you have to worry about him running. Yeah. He's he he's better that way. He 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 makes things happen. Why would you at why why do you think that they would completely just change the whole game plan? Because that's exactly what they did from, from what they did all 17 games leading up to this game. Why do why 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 do you think that they just completely they changed it? They had to have seen something in some sort of a film that made them go, "Oh, we could pass on these guys a lot," which I mean, they still did. I mean, they they threw on them more than more than I thought they were going to. I mean, Zay Flowers had five receptions or 115 yards. Uh, Aglor had one for 39. Justice Hill had four receptions for 34 yards. Odell had three for 22, and most of his were coming in the second half. Um, I don't know why it wasn't more balanced than it should be. I felt like, like I said, they were forcing, they were forcing the throw, and hoping. I think I don't want to say that this is what happened for sure, but I think what they were hoping for is that that Kansas City was going to blitz, you know, blitz defenses quite a bit, um, to to get Lamar to bounce out of the pocket so Lamar could could take off downfield and open up those spaces um, for him to run. I might be wrong, but that's the only thing I could think of that that uh, that they might have done that for. And obviously, there's there's designed runs for Lamar for those reasons too. And you saw one of them um, right after, I think it was right after Travis Kelsey scored, and he found a he found a pocket in in the, against the defense and ran for was it like thirty yards or something like that, um, or twenty one I think is what is the longest run he had, which was that run. Uh, I don't know. I think that's what that think that's some of what happened is that they just they they thought they found something that would beat Kansas City and um it it, it didn't work. Kansas, you know, I said Kansas, it before that Kansas City is Kansas City is a very experienced team in the playoffs and they're hard to beat no matter what. Yes, I agree. But just to throw the whole game plan out the window, I mean Kansas City is 17th in, in rushing defense. They're they, they allowed over the regular season 113. Point two yards a game to opposing running backs. Yeah, why would you just completely throw that out the window? I don't know. That's what I. I mean, that's what I have a hard time figuring out because, in my eyes, if they stick with their seventeen game regular season game plan, you may not get thirty one rushes in the game, but if you can at least rush the ball twenty plus times, right? I kind of think they probably win that game. Yeah, their defense played decently well against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. All right, I, they, I really they, they they still got beat up a little bit. Uh, a lot, in the a lot first of half, in the second half, they shut down the Kansas City offense. Yeah, Kansas City wasn't getting anything. Yeah, they still, you know, they still got beat up a little bit. Uh, you know, allowing big plays and costly penalties. Yeah, but you, a team that's allowing, they're the seventeenth best team in rush. Yeah, that's that's like a, that's middle of the pack. That's middle of the pack. That's half, that's half halfway through the. the Why would you league. not just continue to run the? I mean, that's your best option. Yeah. And and instead they went with trying to make Lamar a pocket passer, which he's not, guys. And I'm not saying he's a bad passer because he's not. He's proved that he's not. Yeah. He he. But he's not a guy who sits in the pocket and just stays there all game long. Right. That's that's never who he's been. And they tried making him that, and it failed, and it and and it their whole team imploded because of that. And mm-hmm. they, in my eyes, they lost a game that they should have won. Yeah, I agree. I'm not saying they win by a lot, but I think the I think the score should have been reversed. Yeah. I think Baltimore could have easily walked out of Maryland with this with this win. Yeah, I I being serious, they could have walked out of Baltimore home home field. They could have easily won this game. Yeah, and they still only lost by seven. 
but I guess it's one of those things, you know, I guess maybe they did see something like, hey, maybe mm-hmm. we can throw the ball a little bit. Then obviously maybe panic started to set in when things weren't going right and they were kind of getting torched a little bit. Yeah. And they were giving up big plays. You know, maybe they felt like they had to, you know, they had to throw the ball to maybe make up some ground when they didn't. Like you said, they they only lost by a touchdown. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things where you live and you learn, I suppose. But Talk about living and learning. Let's talk about the uh, the other game. San Fran and Detroit. What a what a disaster it was for the Detroit Lions. Uh, going up, or they what was it twenty four to twenty four to seven? Twenty one point halftime. lead going into halftime. Yeah, you score seven points in the second half of the game, and then end up losing thirty four thirty one. What what? What was going through the minds uh, of Dan Campbell? I mean, listen, they had so everyone kind of crucified him for going for that fourth down call. You know, he's done it all year, so exactly, and it's and it's paid off. Okay. But he's always been that guy. So you guys right. all act surprised. Like, I can't believe he just made that coaching decision. He's literally done it since he's taken over. He's always went for those types of calls. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't think it was a bad call to go for it. I mean, you have one of the best offenses in the yeah, NFL. Yeah. I, I, I would have faith in Jamar Gibbs and yeah. Amos St. Brown and Sam Laporta and Jared Goff. I, I have confidence in all those guys yeah. to get a couple yards. And it and it didn't. But honestly, that's not what the, that's not what lost in the game. That's not what lost in the game. Everyone's looking at it like, well, he could have kicked the field goal and tied it. It that didn't lose them the game. All right. What lost in the game was giving up 17 points in eight minutes. That's what lost the game. Because that's that's an actual stat, boys. 17 points in eight minutes. Hundred percent. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was. Um... That you you're gonna lose a game when you give up that you know stuff like that, uh, to not come out in the second half and continue to to do the things that worked in the first half, is you're, you're gonna you're gonna lose. Yeah, I I I get Dan Camp, I get what he was doing. He's done it all year, so nobody was really surprised when it happened that he was that he did what he did. Um, but at some point you gotta look at the situation that you're in and be like, okay, this is a chance for us to go to the Super Bowl. But at the same time, if they gain that two yards on that fourth down, if they if they gain that two yards on that fourth down, San Francisco is in a world of trouble. You know, San San Francisco is in a world of trouble if they gain that two yards. So I I see where he would have went for it. I'm not saying he shouldn't have kicked the field goal. I think I probably kicked the field goal. But at the same time, he's done it all year, and it's paid off relatively well for him. Um, but it's. They just they all they also had a string of bad luck. Okay, right. they had uh, they 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 went for it on fourth down. They missed that resulted in a touchdown for the 49ers. Um, and then they came back in the next possession, and the running back I can't remember if it was Jamar Gibbs or David Montgomery. They ran the wrong um, they ran the wrong way. I think they're I think they might have ran left or right. They're supposed to go the opposite way, and Jared Goff had to spin. You know he was you know I'm just going to use left as an example. You know, he was supposed to go left. The running back went the wrong way. He had to turn back around, hand it off to the right. And when he did, I think it was David Montgomery. He didn't secure the ball all the way. He fumbled it. 49ers picked it up. That resulted in a touchdown. And then I think Jared Goff threw an interception. I can't remember. It was an interception or something along those lines. Um, 
trying to because they had another turnover that resulted in another score for the 49ers. Um so let's see. Jared Goff. No, he didn't have no no, he didn't have it, he didn't have an inter- he didn't have an interception, but there was there was another turnover that ha- that happened. Um, because they basically had three bad things happen in a row to them, and the 49ers yeah. scored two touchdowns and a field goal. So can you hear me now? I don't yeah. remember. Okay. Yeah, so I, I, I know they had the missed fourth down. Dave Montgomery fumbled the ball. Um, that led the two touchdowns, and then they had another uh, it was Gibbs that fumbled. It, it was Gibbs, okay. So yeah. and then they had another turnover somewhere. And that eight minute period, and then the 49ers get the field goal for that. So that's that was 17 points in eight minutes. So yeah. basically they had that's where things really went wrong for them. Is they had they, was, they had three unfortunate situations happen to them in a row. Yeah, it was the fourth down, the the big turnover that got them that got the the kind of like flip around, like got the momentum to San Francisco side. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because then they scored off of that, and then the very yeah. next possession, I think like the first play. They fumbled the ball. Jamar Gibbs fumbled it. He ran the yeah. wrong direction. They fumbled it. 49ers. Yeah. Scored off that. Yep. They drove down the field, scored off of that. And then there was one more. I don't remember what it was, but there was another turnover somewhere. Yeah. Um, and the 49ers were able to capitalize off of that and then kick a field goal and then went up 17 points in eight minutes. So they just had a really bad string of bad luck in an eight minute period. And it just did not work out for them. Yeah. No, it definitely didn't. I'm trying to see what uh in the important to. Fumble. They just punted. Yeah, no, they just they just punted the ball. So so maybe so maybe, maybe, down, maybe a quick four and out. Punt. It was a quick, quick four and out. Quick three and out, yeah. Um but I also don't want to take away from anybody either. I mean, um I mean I, I'm sure we're gonna I'm sure we're I'm sure we're gonna get into this, you know, a little bit later, but um Brock Purdy played fairly well for anyone who says he didn't. He went 20 to 31, 267 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. He definitely managed the game in this game. He his first half was all right, but his second half Brock Purdy. His second half was incredible. Okay. Yeah. He he came out and he did he he did things. Christian McCaffrey did his thing. 20 carries, 90 yards, two touchdowns. Brock Brock Purdy had 48 yards uh, rushing himself. Debo Samuel had 89 yards on eight catches. Brandon Ayuk had 68 yards on three catches. Chris McCaffrey had another 42 yards on four catches. Um, Kyle uh, check he had a, he had a big catch. He had a big catch in that game. Um, so I'm not taking away anything for Rock Purdy. He played extremely well. He uh, he definitely bounced back after having a average first half where they were struggling to kind of move the ball, throwing, yeah. rushing. They were doing all right, but obviously rushing is not going to always move the ball up the field constantly. Um, and then their defense stepped up big time. Fred Warner, all those guys. Yeah. Um, they just played really well, man. They came out that second half and they did they they did what needed to be done to win the football game. They did. They did. Now you talk about um, so we had we already had a chat within our within our variety sports network group chat about this whole situation. Um I I threw out the 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 text. I said Are we getting into it? Are we doing this? Yeah, we're doing this now. Okay, bet. I think we can stop considering that Brock Purdy is not an elite quarterback or a very, very good quarterback, a top five in the NFL quarterback. I think we could stop saying that, right? Yes. Why shouldn't he win MVP? 
Why should he win MVP? Why should he or why shouldn't he? Uh, I think he should win MVP. You know, you know, besides having, uh, I forgot what I, I think he had forty two hundred and ten yards passing. Uh, his passer rating was like one hundred and thirteen or something like that. He averaged passer rating, um, thirty one touchdowns, ten interceptions. He's obviously not a big rusher. Um, in that second half of the NFC Championship game, he did something that no quarterback has done in one half of football for thirty years. That that counts regular season and playoffs. So uh-huh. you're talking the last thirty years. Not a single quarterback has done what had had did what he did. He threw for 150 yards on 80 percent completion. He ran for 45 yards to average 10 yards a carry, and one half of football. 150 yards, 80 percent completion rate, rushed for 45 yards, and he averaged 10 yards a carry. In 30 years, not a single quarterback has done that in one half of football. That's not one half of football. Um, as a starter, he's 17 and four. Uh, you know, when he took over last year, halfway through the midseason, Brock Purdy has kind of had. The same thing happened to him in college as he did NFL. So he went to Iowa State, third right. string there. The first and second string both got hurt. Once Brock Perry took over, he started all four years from that point on. Started all four years at Iowa State. I didn't look this up, but I know he leads in a bunch of stats in college. Um, and so the same thing happened in the NFL. Third stringer, uh, Jimmy G ended up not being the starter. I remember that was a big ordeal. Uh, yeah. Trey, or uh, what's his name? Trey Young. Yeah. Trey Lance, Trey Lance, Trey Lance, uh, and I'm getting hurt. Really nasty ankle injury. I feel oh. bad for the guy still to this day. Um, Jimmy G came in, Jimmy G and I'm getting hurt. Um, you know, hurt his calf or his ankle, or he, I remember he broke something. Yeah, he did something. Brock Purdy took over um, and has never looked back from then. So basically Brock Purdy was handed nothing when he took over for them. If anyone says, well, he has Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and all this stuff. He wasn't handed that. He was the third string. All right, third strings don't ever get to start like that whatsoever. He was handed zero, basically just told in and just to, you know, try not to lose the game. All right, basically, and just just wait until we get another quarterback and and do what you can till then, basically. Yeah, and let's keep in mind, football is not an I sport; it is a team sport. Right. So people saying, "Well, he has all these good players around him." That's what you want. That's how you get the best out of your QBs. That's how that's how you get the best of any player. Anyways. Brock Purdy, um, Brock Purdy led in all these throughout the regular season. He led in all these categories right here. Yards per attempt, yards per completion, first downs per attempt, passer rating, total EPA, success rate, total QBR. He led all that throughout the whole regular season out of every QB. That includes Patrick Mahomes. That includes Josh Allens. That... Oh, no. That includes the Tua's. That includes the Dak Press. By QBR, okay, by QBR, technically he's a top five QB in all of these categories versus man coverage when blitzed, when not blitzed, when pressured, when not pressured, in the pocket, in the red zone, fourth quarter, and third down. I don't know what I don't know what else I need to say. You don't. There's no, there's nothing. There's nothing. For anyone who says he's not a good QB, you're out of your mind. You guys, I'm going to say this right now, and we talked about this before the show. If he was a first-round draft pick, you all would be saying he deserves to get paid. He deserves the money that he's getting paid. Yeah. If he was the first overall pick, everyone would be like, this man's great. He deserves every bit of money he's getting paid. Everyone wants to hate him because he's third string and because he has a Debo Samuel because he has a Brandon Ayuk. You want those players around your guy. Right. Because if those players were on your team with your QB, you would be sticking up for your QB too. And I don't even – I'm not even a 49ers fan. 
Yeah. No, I know. I'm, not, I get it. I get I'm just it. telling it like it is. The dude yeah. is good, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Most people don't like him. No. Everyone calls him a checkdown artist, but he's not. He Just go watch some of his game film. Go watch some of his throws. The not dude is good, man. He's constantly collected. Yeah, the whole, the whole, oh, they just, you know, they're just throwing down, they're throwing low, they're throwing the screen stuff. But that's their game. That's what they do. That's the NFL. That's the NFL offensive. There's the, how many NFL offenses are, are based around throwing the little bubble screen passes, throwing the little outs to or the little, uh, the little wheel, you know, bubble wheels to to the running back to, you know, stuff like that. Little, the little short stuff, the little short stuff that's eat, that each yards and gets you upfield when you need to. It, it, exactly. And people, I, I, the one thing I just can't get over people are saying is they're saying he's a checkdown artist and he's bad and he's just decent because of who he has around him. Yeah. But yeah. you guys were all just saying that Patrick Mahomes, the best QB um, and, and, and the NFL, when he had Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, the best wide receiver in the NFL and the best tight end in the NFL, both number yeah. one categories. Yeah. No one, everyone was saying Tom Brady was the best quarterback in the NFL when he had. <laughs> Gronk, uh, Gronk, uh, Wes Welker, Danny Amendola in his prime, uh, Julian Edelman, probably one of the best spot receivers ever, and Randy Moss. Yeah. No one, no one was saying, "Oh, well, he's only good because of the people he has around him." No, they were saying it's good, that this team is good because of Tom Brady, not because of you. You still, you still have to be competent enough to play QB and throw the ball. And I don't care who's on your team, you yeah. still have to throw the ball and make the reads and make a good decision. Right. You still have to do all that. And for a guy who's in a back-to-back NFC Championship game, who's 17 and four as a starter, who Pat McAfee said he leads in like 42 different categories, for a guy who's doing all that in his second year and now he's going to a Super Bowl, I don't I don't know how you guys can hate on him. His story is incredible. Mr. Irrelevant. No one wants to talk about that. The last pick of the draft, Mr. Yeah. Irrelevant. He came out here and he he's doing things when he was handed absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. He was right. just handed the keys and said, "Manage the game." And he's yeah. gone out there and he's freaking crushed it. Now let's not let's not forget this too that they probably would have been in the Super Bowl last year if he wouldn't have got hurt in the NFC Championship game. They 100 percent roll the Eagles. 100 yeah. percent roll the they Eagles. Walk if he the doesn't Eagles. get hurt. If he if he doesn't tear his, UC, his UCL joint and his elbow, yeah, 100 percent they roll the Eagles. Absolutely. Don't care, don't care what anybody says. 100 percent yeah. roll the Eagles. Yeah, I, 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 that's what I said the other day in that chat. Or when I was talking to you about that, actually, I said if he doesn't get hurt, they walk the Eagles and win the Super Bowl last year. They're a great team, man. They have yeah. everything that you want for a QB to have, and he's just he he's just lucky enough that he's that good, and he got put in that position. Right. It's well, not his fault that, that you have all these good players around him. That's what you want as a team, and he's just he's. He's taken the most of it, man. He's gotcha. literally made the most right. of his opportunities with a good team. If you take Brock Purdy off of the 49ers in the times he's gotten hurt, and we saw a very good example of it last year in the NFC Championship game. If you take Brock Purdy away from the 49ers. They struggle. They struggle. They struggle. Now, I'm not saying that any other – I'm not saying if you put another elite QB there that they wouldn't be good. Obviously, if you put a Joe Burrow there would be. or a Patrick Mahomes or whatever, I'm sure they'd be. probably – yeah, they'd, they'd do just fine. Yeah. But these guys all have high-quality players around them, and you guys are all saying that they're elite. Patrick Mahomes right. has Travis Kelsey, best tight end probably in football. Okay. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, has, 
Joe Joe Burrow has T Higgins and Jamar Chase on his team. Yeah. So, T, and, I, T, Boyd and Joe T, Mixon. T Higgins is a number one wide receiver anywhere else he goes. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So 100%. now, now to, to to counteract the whole Brock Purdy for MVP thing. What about Patrick Mahomes? He probably realistically, realistically has the worst wide receiver core in the NFL. Yes, right. Well, I I, I don't know if I'd say the worst, but it's, it's one of the. It's, it's definitely it's, it's, it's definitely top good. five. Yeah, it's definitely top five. What? Why? Why not? Why not Patrick Mahomes? Why not the Kansas City? Why not the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback? Um, what, what, I think what separates them. I think for a lot of people, it was. Everyone said he's so great, which he is. Yeah, he's good. But he under, in a lot of people's eyes, he underperformed. Now, obviously, underperform with guys who can't catch the ball. Exactly, exactly. Um, I'm not saying I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes could win MVP. Um, I mean, if you want to talk about a guy who's overcome adversity at its finest, basically, um, you know, his number one wide receiver said Tua throws the ball better. I mean, basically, hated on Patrick Mahomes. Right. This guy came in with basically the best tight end in football, um, a brand new running back, and a brand new receiving core uh, between uh, a, a rookie, a second year rookie, um, a guy in Kadarius Tony who would be so good if he could hold on to the ball. Yeah. And MVS, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, who came who on at the end of the season, who's been subpar his whole career. He's, he's yeah. had good games outside of the last two games, I would say. So, um, I mean, it's a relatively average receiving core. Yeah. Like, actually, it's probably below average, to be honest. Um, I, I'm i not – you know, it's it's hard to compare the two because is Patrick – I mean, Patrick Mahomes is obviously the superior quarterback. I think Patrick Mahomes is – he's like the second coming of Tom Brady. Yeah. This man, this man's in his he's – he's in his fourth Super Bowl in five years. Six years, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he has a chance – he has a chance to win his third one. Right. And do I think he has a good chance? Yeah, I'm not saying they can't go in there and beat the 49ers. I didn't think that they were going to walk into Buffalo and beat Buffalo because Buffalo was a far more talented team. And they walked in there and beat them. Yeah. Baltimore, on paper, far more talented team. Better yeah. defense, better run game. They were better. I feel like they were better at everything besides the QB spot. Lamar is not as good as Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And they, and they they obviously didn't have Mark Andrews playing in that game. So they're obviously, you know, Travis Kelsey's obviously better than Isaiah likely, or maybe they did have Mark Andrews. Travis but, uh, is still the best QB. Or, against Kansas City? Yeah. They had Mark Andrews. Yeah. Okay. So, but Travis Kelsey is still the best, you know, still the better tight end. So mm-hmm. basically in, in every category besides tight end and QB, I feel like Baltimore was the more superior team. Yeah. They have better rushing. They have better defense. They, 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 they I, I didn't think that they're, I, I didn't, I wasn't hundred percent confident that, they were going to walk in and into Baltimore and beat the guys who were running for 130 plus yards a game. Yeah, and they yeah, did. Well, yeah, they did. So and so I know there's a lot of people saying that they're not going to win this game, but I didn't think they're going to win the last two. I didn't. A lot of people didn't think they were even going to get this close because of how bad their offense was. And now look at them; they're on a they're on a tear. Yeah, and it's all because of one dude. It's literally because of Patrick Mahomes. He's carrying the team. Yeah. Well, so, hey, yeah, you got to give some credit to Travis Kelsey for finally, not finally, but yeah, the guy's been yeah, on fire finally, the last finally. two, three weeks too. Finally. Yes, yeah. finally. 
He has so not. That, he has not played well all season. No, that's helped out tremendously. So he's getting Travis Travis Kelsey in the game. Do I think he can win uh, MVP? Yes, yes. I yeah. Pat, Patrick Mahomes should definitely be a front runner for MVP. To be honest, I should honestly be. I don't even know if I would. God, I, I'm going to catch a lot of hate for it, but I don't even know if I would have Lamar in the top three. I think I have Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, and Brock Purdy. I think those three are. I think that'd be my top three for MVP voting. I think that's that's fair. I think that that's fair. Yeah. I mean, but, I think I think you could still put you still put Lamar in the top three. My opinion, my thought. I think you put Lamar in top three. I think he's a finalist for the MVP. He should be. He's probably going to win. To be honest, probably See, everyone's been talking about it like he's going to win. Yeah. So I I would only imagine he's going to win. Do I think he deserves to win? No. I think Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy deserve a hundred times more. Yeah. This is a guy who is Mr. Relevant who basically would just handed the keys to say, just hold on until we find somebody. Right. And he's leading in every category over all these QBs, which is insane, whether you want to accept it or not. Yeah. Yeah. He's leading in all these categories. Then you have a guy in Patrick Mahomes who literally has taken one of the top five worst offenses this year to a Super Bowl. And not only to a Super Bowl, but he did it impressively. He walked into Baltimore and into Buffalo. And Miami. Beat Miami. Yeah, but Miami had to come there in cold it's, weather. Still, My, it's still Miami. I don't think my, but Miami's not. I, I did not pick Miami to win that game. I, but I didn't either. But it's still Miami. They're still one of the more high-powered offenses in the NFL. They are, but I think looking at it, I think it's more impressive that he walked into Baltimore and Buffalo in two yeah. very tough fan base areas against two significantly better teams, right? And won. Yeah, no, that's fair. And everyone was kind of doubting it because these, this was his first year on the road in the playoffs. Yeah. So now look at him. Now he's in a Super Bowl, and he's got a 50-50 chance to win, I would say. Yeah, yeah I would say. If the defense again, plays, if the defense continues to play well, and he can move the ball, I, I know. I there's know. a really good chance he wins his third one. Yeah. So, I know. But Kansas, it is a like I, I said it a while before the playoffs even started. Kansas City finds ways to win and that they were going to make the Super Bowl. They are going to get it to the Super Bowl or close to the Super Bowl. I think we picked it at the beginning of the year in one of our shows. Oh, probably. In, in our fantasy football show. I think we picked the, the Chiefs and the Niners to both be in the Super Bowl. Did we? Yes. Oh. It was either that or it, it, I think it was between those two. Or it was between the Chiefs and the 49ers and Baltimore and 49ers. Yeah. So – yeah, it's hard not to pick those. I mean, it's hard not to 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 give the credit to where the where the credit is is due. That is that is the Chiefs are going to have to bring the A game because yeah. I know they played against Buffalo and I know they played against uh, Baltimore. But the 49ers are when I say significantly, they are a significantly better team. The 49ers, yes, significantly better run game, better offense, better defense, literally everything besides QB. And right. the tight end again, they are a hundred percent, a hundred percent better than the Chiefs. Yeah. So um if you had you to pick someone right now to win the Super Bowl, who are you picking? You, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was I'll gonna say you. give me I'll, your I'll, ask, I'll ask you first. Who 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 are you picking to win right now? Give me winning and score. I need the score. Look, I I've I've rode the, the Kansas City Chief train in the in the playoffs so far. Um I, I, every week I said, give me Kansas City, give me Kansas City, give me Kansas City. They're, they find ways to win. They find ways to win. 
Stopping Travis Kelsey is going to be tough for the 49ers. And Tyler, and if you're watching, I'm sorry. Uh, give me the Kansas City Chiefs to win another Super Bowl. Give me 24-21. 24-21. Last second field goal. Last second field goal. Just like every Super Bowl is going to end. What, what, what are you thinking? Um, listen, I'm a 100% a Bears fan. Huge, huge Bears fan. But you know I've been high on Brock Purdy since he took over last year. Right. I've been I've been high on him, dude. He's he's just he's he's exceptional. He's 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 crazy. Yeah. He's um. So I, I'm going to ride the Brock Purdy train. I'm going to ride the 49er train. I just think if Brock Purdy can just go in there and done what he's done all playoffs, um, and the other team, you know, the other the other half of the uh, the other half of the team on defense, if they can keep up their play, if yeah. Brock Purdy can go in there and just just play like he's been playing, I just think it might be too much for the Chiefs to overcome, especially with that defense, right? Because um, they're just so good on all aspects: linebacker, secondary, <laughs> up front. Um, I just don't know if Patrick Mahomes is going to have enough time to to throw the ball all game, right? Uh, and I, and I think there might be a lot of I don't know if it's going to be his fault, but I think there might be a lot of dropped drop balls. He's going to have to get rid of the ball quick, and he does throw a freaking dart. He does. I'm going to say 31-28, 49ers win. I think it's a little more high scoring game, um, but I do think it's going to be decided by a field goal. Um. No reason I say that is the Chiefs do the Chiefs have have tended to put up big numbers and and the they Super Bowl. and again um, they find ways to win exactly they and find ways to win I think uh, I just think this time it might be a little too much and I think Brock Purdy is going to play I think he's I don't want to jinx him but I think I think he might prove a lot of people wrong in this game I think he might go in and throw for about three hundred yards and about two touchdowns. That's what I was going to ask. Is what's the chances this is a San Francisco 49er blowout? You know what? I was thinking that. Um, what I say it couldn't be? No. I, I I do think if anyone could blow up the Chiefs right now, it could be these guys. And that's just because the mixture between Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey is ridiculous. The fact yeah. that they can throw the ball accurately, but then Christian McCaffrey can run the ball 20 times a game, every game for 100 yards and a couple touchdowns, does not help. At all. And let's yeah. be honest. The Chiefs are giving up 113 yards a game. Christian McCaffrey's getting 100 yards. Oh, yeah. It, he's 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 getting his. That's why that's why I have to say he's getting it. He's gonna score. It's I mean, I don't think anyone's saying that he's not gonna if you're gonna bet on something, him scoring in the Super Bowl is definitely a bet that you that you would win. He's hundred yeah. percent gonna score yeah. at some point in time, he's gonna score a touchdown. Yeah. Um, but it does it also doesn't help that he's versatile in the pass game as well. And right. Brock Purdy does check down to him when he needs him because he's so reliable. And then you have Brandon Ayuk, who's the number yeah. one on any team, and yeah. Evo Samuel, who's obviously the number one on that team, and then right. George Kittle, who is seems like Brock Purdy's one of his favorite targets. Yeah, I just it could it be a blowout? Yeah, it, it, it I could definitely I could see it going um, like a Buccaneers type of way when the Buccaneers won 31, 31 to 10, 31 to nine. Was it that uh, much? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it'll be that, you know, I don't think they'd score, but do I think it could be a blowout? Yes, I, I do think it could. Do okay. I think it will be? No, I don't. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes just came too far to let a blowout happen right now. That's fair. 
That, I mean, he's, that, he's, that, that's, that's he's came too far to let a blowout happen right now. Yeah. Um, and he's proved a lot of people wrong going on the road this year. So, but I got 31 28. I just think Brock Purdy has a really good game. And I think Chris McCaffrey also has a really good game. So that's the deciding factor. I like it. No, I think that's fair. That's, that's a good, that's a good honest score um, for both these teams. My opinion. Uh, Want to move on from the NFL talk? Uh, yeah, I do want to say one thing though. <clears throat> What's that? Saw on uh, maybe it was Tick Pick. Might have been Tick Pick, something like that. The cheapest uh, tick. The cheapest, cheapest ticket for the Super Bowl is nosebleeds. It's the highest you can sit, and the cheapest ticket <clears throat> was nine thousand and thirty-four dollars. That yes. was the cheapest ticket. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a lot. That's- that's a, when I thought I, I saw it, somewhere there was a ticket price. It was like six thousand three seventy one or something like that. Uh, well, that was that was just the cheapest ticket on TickPick or whatever or yeah. whatever the website. It was, was. it was one of the ticket ticket services. Um, all I know is that when I added it up, that's five and a half months of my house payment. Yeah, I could I could I could pay five months five and a half months in advance on my house. I did yeah, for one ticket for four yeah. hours. Basically, yeah. I could I could I could pay five and a half months of my house. To see some of the greatest football players play. At one of the coolest probably stadiums ever. Yep. Yeah. If I ever won the lottery, I'll definitely go. And <laughs> but, in Vegas on top but, of it. But until then, like, never if this game if this game is in Green Bay or in Detroit or something like that, those pa- those prices are slashed in half. Oh, probably. Yeah. Maybe not Detroit. Green Bay probably. Green Bay. I would say yeah. just, just because Detroit won college football. The the, the it's a booming city right I now. I just mean the price in general. Because it's in Vegas, the price oh, is oh yeah. Oh, in Vegas, yeah. I'm surprised yeah. it's not even more. Yeah. I'm surprised no. it's not more for nosebleeds. No. I'm surprised it's not like fifteen thousand. No, yeah. Anyways, yes, we can move on from NFL talk. Hundred percent. It's just a couple things. That that's it. There's, there's, it's really not a lot. United Football League schedule comes out Monday. Yeah, March thirtieth, boys and girls, and then we'll never, oh, we'll, we'll never. Yeah, March thirtieth. March thirtieth is when it starts. The schedule. The schedule. The, yeah, it starts March thirtieth. The schedule comes out on Monday. Yeah, I'm saying March thirtieth is when. Oh it yeah, starts. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. boys and girls. I want you guys to know, once once that starts, we never have to go a full year without football again. Ever. (laughs) Ever. And I know guys, I know guys 100% can relate to it. Football is just one of those things, whether it's bad football or whether it's good football. Football is football. And I'm telling you right now, the fact that starting, I I only have to go basically like a month without football. You know how happy that makes me? Yeah, very happy. Very happy. Very happy. But the schedule comes out Monday. I'm pretty excited about it. Battle Hawks, obviously. Um, you know, St. Louis has been one of those uh, one of the best locations for the for the XFL. So we're super excited to have the Battle Hawks back. You know, we were kind of worried there for a minute that, that was it wasn't gonna happen. But realistically, when you look at it, when you're selling out, it's not even a sellout. When you're one of the top ticket sellers in the XFL and you're comparing you're, you're 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 jumping over numbers that you see in the NFL. Come on now. Yeah, it's uh it's good for St. Louis. It definitely yeah. proved a lot of people wrong. No, I'm excited for the UFL, UFL, uh, the UFL. Man, something, me too. New, something exciting uh and as the rock says the spring football just got stronger. Yeah, it's uh, it's freaking football, man. Like Yeah. We literally have to just go a month without football now. 
and I'm sure it's going to adjust. Like once they get get things moving and going, this happened. This this merger between the XFL and the the USFL happened so fast. They were like, no, we still want to have a spring season. I, I'm just saying, so, dude. I, I don't think people realize like so me and so for people who don't know, all right, me and me and Saf here. I I never call him Brandon. Me and me and Saf have been. Did you just spit? No, I had a I had a, a fuzzy on my mic. Oh, I thought you were saying my name and then. We have been, we have been best friends basically since high school. Okay. Wow. And football has been one of the things that we've always been able to connect on. Basically, every sport, but football has been one of those big things. That and hockey. Okay. And the fact that we are getting basically a whole year of football now, from from now until the foreseeable future, I don't think you guys realize how awesome that is. Yeah. Okay. Like this is something like we've been waiting on forever okay like for it to be consistent like we had the xfl <laughs> but it's never been consistent yeah we're hoping that this is going to be a consistent thing now a merger sounds like it's going to be consistent they got more money they got more people they got more everything to be successful and i think people i i would say the xfl was pretty successful last year people wanted to watch football so bad and now we get a full year of football basically so when this ends basically it'll be time for nfl to start right back up pretty close to it so 10 weeks from now or 10 weeks from march 30th so yeah it'll be pretty close to it yeah pretty pretty gravy train guys you guys should all be excited um you guys should i'm be, excited yeah you guys should every, every anyone who's a sports fan should be excited yeah give it give it a chance give it a chance the other sports news though um the nhl announced today that they're they're going to allow their players to participate in the Olympics in 2026 and 2030. Uh, the 2030 Olympic, at least the in it, the, the Winter Olympic Games are going to be for the for hockey in 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 France uh, still. But on top of that, the NHL also announced a new. Uh, what did they call it? Gosh, dang it! I forgot the name of it. It's for something. It's for something. I was looking at it and I was trying to find some details about it earlier, and I couldn't think of. It's the Four Nations Tournament. It's only four of the top hockey nations in the world battling it, battling it out for a week. So this is, from the sounds of it, going to replace All Star Week, but All Star Weekend, something like that. However, it's going to work for the next couple of years. Uh, it's going to replace that. So we're going to see a Four Nations Tournament between the United States. Canada, Sweden, and Finland. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Four hockey powerhouses going at it for a week, week or so, instead of the all-star break. Is this – I don't want to say this is the end of the all-star game, but if this is more popular than the all-star game, why not? And what kind of it, – it, is it possible that this could be a – a downfall necessarily also because you're going to see players really getting after it. So they're getting that nice little week off in the season. Yeah. I mean that I, I you know, I, that's really the first time I'm, I'm really hearing about this as it just was announced today. So that's, that's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you, I mean, that's exciting news for hockey, especially when yeah. you got some big powerhouses playing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's only those four. 
it's uh you know it, it's hockey's one of those things like you know there are good you know obviously there are good teams and there are bad teams and it's easy to tell the, the them apart but now that we're going to have a situation where i mean it's for the powerhouses so i mean yeah. it's basically going to be like it's going to be the top, in, the top players and it's going to be intense hockey every game yeah it's not going to be like oh uh, we just got blown out like five to nothing right you know or oh we suck again like it's going to be like yeah, the best players game. for their country going at it going at it yep and it's probably going to be an intense game if i had to guess it's going to be intense games oh yeah heated games every game yeah and that is what i that is what i like i like seeing those games where it's just hard nose full force full blast everyone's giving 100% because everything matters all the time yeah that's what i like yeah i think it's going to be exciting for the nhl players to get a chance um because you see it at the at the baseball, you know, the, the level of baseball, and you see it at the at the basketball level too, in the NBA, is that they get a chance to win a gold medal. And I know some NHL players have the fact that some of these newer guys that, that are going that are finally they're gonna get a shot to win uh, a, a gold medal for the Olympics for yeah. their country and whatnot. So it's super exciting to hear not only the NHL players uh, getting the opportunity to go back to the Olympics in 2026 and 2030. But also the announcement of the Four Nations Tournament uh, in the Four Nations Cup, which is going to be super exciting to watch between the United States, Canada, Sweden, and Finland. Oh, 100% be watching that. Yeah. 100% yeah. be watching that. It's not until it's supposed to be uh, 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 2025. Early 2025 is what they're saying. Early 2025? Yeah, so I'll next year. Can we just acknowledge something really quick? I'm, I'm not a huge fan of them or anything. But like, Robert Thomas is elite. Robert Thomas, he's... I don't know if I technically call him elite, but he's he's, elite. He, he's definitely getting there. He's elite because there's no reason why he should be the best player. Really Bennington's the best goalie in the league. Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> there's no reason why Robert Thomas should be the best player in the Blues. He is the best player on the. No, I'm saying there's no reason why he should be. Oh yeah, we got rid of a lot. There's no reason why he should be the best player. There's no reason why all the pressure should be on him. That's okay. Fair. I just want to say the Edmonton Oilers are ridiculous. Yeah, well, they won they're, like sixteen or seventeen six, in a row. Sixteen right? in a row. Yeah, that's and that's, and they're showing zero signs of stopping. Yeah, the only thing that might stop them is the fact that it's it's All Star Weekend. They're dominant. Yeah, like they are. They are. They are just dominating. Yeah. everyone and their and their families. Okay, you said they and their families. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I mean, literally. Let's let, let's see if I can. So I think this is the start of the. I think this is the start of the win. Win streak. Okay. It was it was 17 so, games ago, 16 games ago. So 4-1-3-0-4-1-3-1-4-2-4-2-2-1-3-2-2-1-3-1-5-2-7-2-3-2-5-0-4-3-6-3-3-1-5-1. Yeah. They're literally scoring like three games, like three goals a game, basically. Yeah. Edmonton's they 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 found a little bit of a stride in themselves, but they do this every year. But now keep in mind, for everyone who doesn't know, like you guys, are like damn, those guys are really good. They are really good right now. They're probably like one, like they're they're the hottest, they're the hottest team in the NHL. NHL. But they started off absolutely horrific. Yeah, weren't they like Owen? Was it was it them that were like Owen ten or something? Like no, yeah. it was the same as they. They were not good. Like, they were not good at all. No, like no. at all. So, you um, want to hear something else really funny about the NHL? Hmm. Since we're talking about it really quick. Uh, 
the the worst team in the NHL? The Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, I, I'm so happy they're terrible. 14, 32, 34, and 2. Uh, even the San Jose Sharks are three points ahead of them. And San Jose is rough. Now, they are without Connor Bedard still. So, okay. So, I'll right, give them a little bit. Here we go. So, they are, the Edmonton Oilers right now are 29 and 15. Okay. So before their thirteen before their thirteen game win streak, they were thirteen and fifteen. So now they've won sixteen in a row. So yeah. they were they were they were below average, boys and girls. Okay. You know, they were basically like the Sharks who are fourteen and thirty two. <laughs> yeah. And the Ducks who are eighteen and thirty. Garbage. Yeah. The Blues are twenty six and twenty one, only because they went on a five game win streak. And then they yeah, have, they have a, they're in a wild card spot right now. Avalanche are thirty two and fourteen. God, I hate those guys. God, mm-hmm. I hate those guys. And the Bruins are thirty one and nine. Holy, the Bruins are good. Holy, yeah. But Vancouver is uh, just as good. Thirty three eleven and five is seventy one points. The fifty nine point uh, uh, fifty nine a plus fifty nine point differential. That's pretty Panthers, impressive. Panthers are pretty good. Even the Rangers are good again. Thirty and sixteen. Yeah. They're thirty and sixteen. Eighth in the NHL. It's not bad. 30 and 16. 30, 16. So, uh, talk about the the standing. So, Vancouver's first in the NHL. If we're looking overall, let's just look at conference wise. So it'll be easier. Yeah. Well, they're top of, they're top of their uh, metropolitan division. The Rangers are. Yeah. Yeah. Bruins are obviously top of the Atlantic. Um, then, obviously, Av- Avalanche is top of the Central. And then Canucks, which is, that's weird to say, is top of the Pacific. I know. After the season they had last year, yeah, it's yeah, really, it's really that's weird. so weird. That's so weird to say. The Kings yeah. are actually even average this year too, which is crazy. They were good. Uh, they were good last year. You know? Kings were good last year. And the right now, right yeah. now, Colorado leads the Central, sixty-seven points. Dallas is right behind them, second place with sixty-six. Winnipeg at sixty-five points. So that's a nice little three-point span, two-point span between the top three teams in the Central Division. Uh, Vancouver first place, seventy-one points. Vegas sixty-four points. Vegas is awful. Just kidding. They're they're a very weird team, up and down and whatnot. Edmonton, 59 points, uh, third place in the Pacific Division, and currently in the wildcard spots in the Western Conference, which means more to us than anything. Uh, Vegas or the, the LA Kings are, are sitting there, 56 points, and the St. Louis Blues of all teams, 54 points, uh, second wildcard spot in the West. And Blues are they're they're not great, but they're playing better. They're playing better. They're, they're playing better. It. They're they're getting their they're, they're getting their wins. Yeah, I, they just uh, they're, I mean they're just com- they're, they're just coming back off a loss, but they did win five in a row before that. So yeah, they they played a very awful Columbus team that they should have beat. Yes, and they played very badly. I watched that game at bowling. They did not play very well. They no, they, they let so many shots. They let so many shots happen in a short amount of time. It was just an awful game by both teams. So and Bennington has been playing really well though. He's been playing way better. Better. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy for that because I know yeah. everyone was a little concerned about him. Right. Right. It's Paula. Oh, Booch David. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know why it took me a second to realize that's his first name. Uh, mm, if any, if any, if anybody gets traded, it's Booch David just because he's his his value is higher. Uh, True. His value is higher, so they're going to get a better return for 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 Booch over over Kevin Hayes. Yeah, you know, I the agree. whole Kevin Hayes experiment. Uh, 
hasn't been panned out great so far. <laughs> um, but again, could it was, be worse. It was, a, it, it was a team that you know Doug Armstrong said at the beginning of the season that we're gonna we're gonna be a team to fight for a wild card spot, and that's what they're doing. That's all they have to do right now is keep keep, keep fighting for a wild card spot. Maybe one of the top three teams in in the central kind of falls off, but. But I mean, it falls off enough to get to that. I mean, they're nine points out of or eleven points behind Winnipeg for for yeah. third in the division. But Doug Armstrong wasn't wrong either. I mean, no, we not, basically we, we got we got rid of all of our talent. We got rid of O'Reilly. We got Petro. You know, Petro O'Reilly, uh, Terracing, all those guys. I mean, we got rid of a lot of people. We got we got we got rid of our most talented guys on our team. Yeah. So obviously, it's not like we're going to go on there and just win the Western Conference. No, God, no. Nobody expects the Blues. Nobody expected the Blues to make the playoffs. You know what I'm saying, though? It's still, not like, yeah. So yeah. when he said uh, people who were like, well, well, the Blues need to be better. Do I, I wish they were better. But at the same time, when you get rid of a lot of your talent, you really – I mean, you can't go – you can't expect them to go in there and just be top of the division either. It's not right. really how it works. Right. So. Uh, yeah. I I was I was surprised that the Rangers didn't try to re-sign Tarasenko. Yeah, he's um, he still got a lot left in the tank, I feel like. Yeah, he's in Ottawa right now. He's he's okay. Um, That's hard. I was I was surprised that the Rangers didn't didn't re-sign. Yeah, uh, Tarasenko. He had a pretty decent year last year. Yeah, when he got to once he got to to New York, but it it, it was just a they they should have signed him. And they're obviously still doing. They're still a very they're, they're yeah. very good team. The Rangers yeah, thirty are, and sixteen. So it would have it would have helped their case if they could have kept Tarasenko. Yeah, Tarasenko. His yeah. his his. His puck handling is still one of the best. I feel well, like he still, has, he still has a really nice shot, really good shot. He does. So yeah, I was a little surprised that they didn't that they didn't do that too. I'm mad that we didn't keep him. You know, we, yeah, yeah. We we didn't really get we we didn't really get anything that was needed in return. So yeah, it wasn't like we got something. It wasn't like we got anyone better than him. It's just like we got we got you know we got rid of O'Reilly, thinking like oh he's gonna sign with us, you know, in the offseason. No, no, no. Right. didn't happen. You know, no, we yeah. got rid of Petro. Petro basically helped us get to the Stanley Cup. We, oh, you know. well, that and just the luck of the draw with the way Bennington was playing and everything just kind of kind of folded into place when the Blues went on their, their run a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, we do have a Blues, just a straight up Blues show. Uh, it's it's the Blues. It's called Blues Notes. Um, they're supposed to be doing a show tonight, like 630-ish, I think. Uh, but yes, we're, we're also working on just a straight up NHL show. We have a name and everything set up for it. We just have to, you know, have to get it going. Get it set in place. Yeah, because yeah. NHL gotta, is one of the bigger sports that does need to be covered. Yeah, um, and not just individually. And I, you know, we whenever I talked about it, a full channel would be ideal. Oh, you know, right. So we tried. We tried to do that, but it just we just there's yeah there's just there's a lot to it. <laughs> yes, a lot to it. So yes, but yes, all that stuff is in in the works, and it's something that we want to uh, we want to do right now. Like so, we still have the blues, the blues channel, blues or the blues show, uh, blues notes, which you know you can find on our at our YouTube page as well. So, but yeah, it's been a it's it's been fun. Agreed. I complained. So, Dylan, you got any closing remarks before we before we head out? Uh, <laughs> if nothing, I'm just going to end the show. So, no closing remarks. Uh, closing yeah. remarks. Yeah. Like Brock Purdy's yeah. Brock Purdy's top top four QB NFL right now. Brock Purdy MVP. Top 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 four QB behind uh, Mahomes, Allen, and 
Lamar. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, you know where to find us right here on the Rider Sports Network. Um, thanks for helping us get to 500, by the way. I did not mention that. We did hit our 500 subscriber mark today. So thank you. We really appreciate that. So uh, until next time, uh, we'll, 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 we'll just see you next time. So just deal with it. Bye. Oh, God, we're still alive.